Good afternoon, everyone. It's DM and DM, David Melter and David Marino here with our friend Jason. And we are excited to have the co-founder and CEO of Kuliana uh, yeah. and Kuliana.co. And there's so much going on in, you know, the food technology space. And, you know, we're taking all of our classic favorites and making them healthier uh, you know, it re reminds me when I taught a course in manifestation, you know, if you want a dog, cat, fish, we can blend it all together and you can manifest a dog, uh, you know, cat, fish. It, it's amazing where we're going with technology and how it's creating a better, more healthy nutritional uh, op opportunity or option uh, that tastes great. And, you know, it's taken probably three decades to make this stuff taste great. For you, how did you kind of get involved in this new food technology space uh, and what excited you most about it? Oh, thanks for asking, David. Maybe we'll make the good cat dog fish for you. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> new, new, new to the product development pipeline. Um, what took me down this journey was actually kind of similar to what you had mentioned about the, um, the health benefits. So. I had seen some documentaries that showed the inside of factory farms um, that showed how inefficient animal agriculture really is um, from food use to water use to deforestation and species extinction, animal agriculture leads in all of those categories. So when I realized, um, you know, if we can make something healthier and something that tastes good and it brings all those benefits, um, why the hell not? And, you know, that took me down the path. And the results have been extraordinary. I mean, you have literally one of the top in innovations of 2021. Um, Dave, you got a question real quick? Sorry, I'm interrupting. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, congrats, Jason, on all of the, uh, the early success. Uh, I know Time named you guys as one 2021's best inventions. And I know traditionally when we think of inventions, we don't necessarily think of, of food products. So I know just bucking even that has has to mean that you guys have a tremendous product i know you guys are operating b2c right now um online right. walk me yeah. through the challenges of selling a, a very very nascent food product what it is mm -hmm. and then the challenges and what the solution is for marketing it to like myself or dave we're browsing online like this looks interesting but i have no idea what it tastes like how do you guys overcome that hurdle yeah, well, we're, we're going to, you know, on this point, have a lot of big news coming up here in the next couple of weeks because, um, you know, our B2C has been mostly through a third party right now. So we kind of had a captive audience where a lot of people would go for for vegan products, um, whereas, you know, our own efforts to do that will be um, will be coming up pretty soon. But, you know, how do we try to talk to people about it? Um, I think what might be also your what your question's getting at is is really showing people, you know, this is tasting amazing it's just as good if not better for your health and it aligns with your values right and we kind of leave that last part a little bit softer i think a lot of people kind of already know that but most of us are like man this stuff's not going to taste good so the biggest barrier that we're solving for people is like look this stuff tastes awesome and if we can get it to you um you know that we recently we have some other big stuff coming up and, and some of those partners are like if you just get that product in people's mouth so I think you're, it's a great question. It's really timely. So we're going to be working on that a lot right now. Yeah, I awesome. got to give Dave a point for a great question. Just so everyone knows, because I think we kind of preempted what it is, right? We're talking about sushi-grade raw tuna that's yeah. entirely made from plants. Mm -hmm. And I think one of, you mentioned all of the attributes that people love about plant-based foods, but one of, I think, the biggest uh, hurdles that still exist is uh, the misinformation about the processing of plant-based foods. So, you know, is mm. the plant-based food actually healthier than, you know, true raw tuna because of the processing or other additives that may be necessary in order to effectuate that great taste? Can right. you uh, resolve some of the misinformation out there about the processing and any dangers that exist in processing plant-based raw tuna? Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, so yes, plant-based raw tuna is our entry product. Um, it's used for sh sushi, poke, 
um, a lot of things with our uh, restaurant partners. Um, we're also going to have smoked salmon coming out. Just dropped a little bomb there. That one's going to be super good and huge. Um, I got all the your... confusing on there. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we're expanding our reach. Dakey, Dakey's um, all excited. What did you say? <laughs> um, you know, and, and the point around health, actually, you know, one of the things we get is we offer a product that's consistent. So tuna is really inconsistent. It's a fish that's just being decimated because it can't be farmed. So we're relying on wild catch, which the populations have been reduced significantly, sometimes up to 97% in certain pockets. Um, and that's not getting better anytime right now. Like that's that's going to keep getting worse. But on the health point, um, you know, we really, we're, we're mercury free. So I, I've, you know, through my journey so far, I've met quite a few, I think I'm over 10 people have gotten mercury poisoning. And it's, so it's more common than I thought. Um, so we went on the benefits that we remove any, you know, heavy metals, uh, we remove any microplastics, which are beginning, like those found in a lot of ocean fish now. Um, and, you know, on almost every nutritional level, we're, we're, we're pretty much at par. So we're, we're quite a clean label product high in omega-3s, high in B12, um, you know, and, and they didn't have the, you know, luxury to create a really healthy product. And, you know, sometimes they had to put more salt in there. Um, but, you know, th this is just the beginning of the industry. I mean, in 50 years, these alternative foods will dominate the market um, because the money's really now just starting to come in. So we're happy to be part of that wave. Jason, so I know you have a uh, philosophy background and sustainability has always been something, obviously, that you've been passionate about. Um, I, I think it would be helpful for everyone if, if you walk us through a little bit that process where you realize, look, you know, the way we're decimating, as you just mentioned, the animals, the supply chain, uh, it's not sustainable. What, what, what can I do to, to solve that issue and how can I make a product? Um, how did you take that from idea to execution. I think. Good. Yeah. Uh, another, another great question. I mean, are you guys hearing me? Okay. Or are we getting a little yeah, lag? Yeah, we're good. We all, we, we heard at least Dave has a good question again. Another... <laughs> you, you got me back, David. All yes. right. Oh man. Just when we thought it was safe to well, come out it's good at night. You guys are checking each other. Um, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's if the connection's getting a little rough, just let me know and I can switch over to a hotspot. So I'll leave that to y'all's call. <laughs> right on. Um, good right yeah. now. We'll give it. We'll give it a good shot on this last answer. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's David. It didn't start for me um, in the way it is now. At first, I became an animal rights advocate, so I used to go and talk to people and educate them. Um, at least try to uh, um, and I think there, there's a space for that there's definitely a space for that um, and we'll always need people doing that and, and I also think the reality is a lot of people kind of know these sustainability points or these you know the fact that an animal genuine usually has to suffer for that food to end up on our plate so what prevents them from from making the transition is usually there just isn't good enough products right like I'm not going to eat a veggie burger or eat a salad, right? Like it's just, it's not appealing anyone. So the biggest challenge still is, can we make a good enough tasting product um, at a reasonable cost structure and just get that out to the product on mass? Um, and once those kind of ideas got flung in my head, I realized entrepreneurship would be the way I would approach it. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to do it, but that's what motivates me. You know, I think that that's what like a big journey for me and a big learning was I have to work on things I'm a little crazy about to keep working on them well. Um, yeah, I hope I'm answering the question. I know we're kind you of did, you did. I, you know, it's interesting, you know, what changes our perspective and how you became an animal activist was a documentary, you know, the exposure awareness to something uh, that we don't know about. And I find that, you know, today, we have almost a reverse mechanism. There's so much awareness that we can't pick or choose or don't even distinguish, you know, what's most important to us. Uh, mm. Whereas, you know, when maybe you saw the documentary, 
<clears throat> this yeah. became your purpose and it resonated uh, with you. And I think more change has occurred because of documentaries in the last 10 years, just raising yeah. awareness to things that, you know, don't make sense from credible people. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's amazing how you mentioned it at the end of your thing. Entrepreneurs are going to save the world. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, sustainable practices are only here to give us time so that inventors, innovators like yourself can figure out how to reestablish the tuna population and how to clean our waters. All of these things will change when we have better tasting veggie tuna than tuna. Uh, you know, it's very simple. And technology and innovation are the ways that we're getting there. As someone that's an animal yeah, activist, what, what are some of the other things that you see that we can do today with the technology that exists in order to have that same significant impact that you're going to have on our oceans, maybe mm -hmm. in some other areas, you know, chickens, cows, or, or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for replacing animal products, it's, it's pretty limitless. You know, the technology is all, all catching up there. So, um, you know, if somebody wants to enter the industry, it's, it's quite good timing. I mean, it, it's a little bit more competitive, but the technology is caught up. Um, so we're really getting to those points that if you can organize the right people, um, you know, with the right idea, you, you can go in and, and, you know, help the world in a significant way and actually probably become wealthy while you do it. So it's kind of a, you know, nice little selfish out on there. Um, you know, and, and that's part of what motivates me. Like I realized, you know, being an activist kind of was a little, a little tough. Cause I was like, where's the vertical growth in my, in my stuff sometimes. So, you know, there's, there's definitely that selfish element in there or, or, um, you know, I want to keep growing and like seeing what my capabilities are and, sure. um, on the, get well, more there's an old thing, right? Do, doing well to do, you can do well by doing good. Alex Minchinsky, uh, with Celsius yeah. network always says that in banking, right? Doing, you can do well by doing good and you're, uh, absolutely a great example of that. Uh, Dave, I know we have a couple minutes. Uh, you have something else? Yeah, Jessic, uh, just curious. We, we touched on smoked salmon and I know that, uh, Jakey Bakes super hyped about that somewhere. Um, and sushi gray raw tuna. So it's really a two point, a two part question. What uh, other uh, types of seafoods are you guys experimenting about? What can we look forward to in the future? And then how is it priced relative to sushi gray tuna and smoked salmon in terms of just like accessibility and price point? Yeah. So I'll start with the end there because I think that's the part I get most excited about. Um, we can actually meet the uh, price of our animal counterpart already. Wow. And we're not a big company. We're a seed stage company. So that's one of the reasons we chose seafood um, is that we can come in and we can win on economics and eventually we will like completely win. It's just a matter of time and scale. Um, so that's really important for us because then everyone can access it, you know, and it is an actual mass substitute. Um, and seafood is one of the things like especially raw tuna and smoked salmon. Those aren't cheap. So like it's not accessible to a lot of people. And we hope to change that. We hope to create like alternatives that are tastier and better and can just kind of propagate that market. Um, you know, and, and, and all the other, um, you know, and the other products, you know, the, the ocean is kind of boundless um, from our marketing team. Um, you know, I, we're, we're looking a lot at what, you know, interesting could be with like a cooked product, right? That, that opens some new realms for us. So potentially cooked salmon, cooked tuna, but honestly, we would love to hear from people what would they like to see? Um, I don't know about what, what would you guys want to eat? Like if you saw uh, a replacement coming on. You got, you got it covered, man. My two go-tos on seafood are salmon and tuna. Dave, every time we go to <laughs> I take the some restaurant. yellowtail. I take some yeah. yellowtail, so jalapeno, the yellowtail. But you, okay. you make uh, gas station uh, sushi a reality now uh, with plant-based sushi. <laughs> <which> is, <laughs> there we go. You know, forget changing the product. This changing the location is going to be great that you don't have to go into, you know, some yeah. fancy location to have my my Nobu you know, yeah. sushi. Sushi. Now I can just go to the gas station and it'll be yeah. just as healthy and just as tasty and a lot cheaper. So exactly, uh, yeah, and no, and you don't got to worry about all that food poisoning or parasites or mercury, right? Just, right. Yeah, my uncle clean, did so. mercury poisoning. So. Uh, oh really. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you yeah. are definitely the future, Jacek. Even though you uh, are not a David M. like the rest of us, we certainly are proud of you. And uh, please, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, doing well to do good, and doing good to do well. But uh, innovating to save our Earth uh, and our animals on Earth, which is an incredible feat. So, 
you know, everyone, please support Kuliana.co. They're just getting started. Uh, so reach out, co-founder and CEO, Jacek Proust. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks, David. You're Thanks, David. Great job. We got a lot of thumbs up on that one, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's an interesting I, product, man. I, I just love innovation, you know, and like one real great pleasure of, of getting older is like seeing stuff that you just don't believe would exist. Like, even exist like i run into it every day now you know things that i'm like come on this you know you can't autonomously drive your vehicle and i'm sitting next to dave in his vehicle and he's not doing anything or you know that's because you're you're a optimist and unlike a lot of other folks that are like get off my lawn you're open to these new ideas you know i've been involved i've been too early on a lot of them but you know <laughs> it's just it's just amazing uh what what we're able to do and what's cool about it, it is you know, you go through this transition where technology is great and then they figure out, oh, wait a second, technology actually has harmed us, you know, like with pollution and, you know, all these different things that we just didn't know. Now it's interesting that we're using the technology to fix all the bad things that we did yeah, uh, and that. provide better products, more efficient products uh, in, in a variety of different places. I never, ever thought of, you know, sushi being one of those places uh as we had so um maddie matt are we bringing Ro roman on or are we bringing roman should be on momentarily but we can move on and bring him on afterwards if you'd like yeah because uh uh Beata's here right hi come on hey in. how are you guys so good to be here i'm excited oh well we're excited to have you bring in the energy and uh you're you know i i just love your podcast by the way i just have to start by saying that uh, a growth architect, founder of the Woman's Code, and um, you know, Bieda, you're you're an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, but more importantly, you're more concerned about other people uh, than yourself, and you're elevating yourself to elevate other people. Um, what is a growth architect? Oh, a growth architect is uh, someone who helps visionaries and leaders to scale their impact with strategy journey maps and growth planning and that growth comes from making mistakes dave you you're perplexed there for a sec no i'm just uh, i'm just listening to that and also looking at uh Bieta's amazing story and, and just kind of eager to jump in because and i don't know if you have another question i want to interrupt dave no go ahead yeah go ahead i'll, I'll get back to mine yeah. Because people like you are not only like, it's easy to say an American dream, right? We've heard that for, for decades and decades and decades, but there's such power and value and impact in having these types of conversations live on the internet to Dave's entire audience. Um, there's value in the inspiration of your story. And I'm just seeing, you know, being a first generation immigrant, uh, being in debt more than 100K to then taking a passion for photography, turning that into a business, selling it to Bill Gates, multi-million dollar deal. Uh, I just want you to share that story because <laughs> it's it's too compelling not to ask. My question is just tell your story, <laughs> you know? All right, sure. I'd be happy to. So, I mean, let's just start with some of the, the real stuff here, you know? So, um, I wasn't really all that smart. And so I wasn't in the smart school in Germany. They have different school systems. And the aptitude test said I was supposed to be a roofer because <laughs> I, I liked being outside. And so there was a part where you get very quickly, very clear that some of the middle of the road stuff, and David, I'm pretty sure this applies to you too, just doesn't apply to me. And so I went into photography because I liked the idea that you could um, really show something in a particular light so people could get it quickly, right? So the beauty of something or taking them to a place or um, making it making it emotive so that there was a connection to it. And I liked that. But I found out that I'm better at the business than I was at the creative side of it. So I got to work with creatives, but I, you know, did the business. So I figured I have the best of both worlds. So the more colorful, the more non-conforming, the more crazy people are, the more I like them because I think that there's really this fabric. So I had this idea that I, you know, so I was the editor, photo editor of Elle magazine in Germany, already in everybody's book at 23, a dream job bored me out of my mind between you and me 
How important is something that changes twice a year? Uh, hello. So uh, clearly I was not their ideal uh, long-term employee. And so I left and immigrated to the United States. Now I made so many mistakes that I ended up after a decade of bad luck, fires, floods, riots, earthquake, lawsuit, uh, betrayal, September 11th, a tsunami, $135,000 in debt. And I better figure out as a single mom immigrant, how I'm going to make this happen. So in my desperation, I wrote a letter to the president of the United States. It is a true story. And I asked him to help me. I get a letter from the White House. And it says the president is delighted to hear from you. That put me in touch with the Small Business Administration. That got me a restructure of my debt via a, line, via a fixed loan, freed up my line of credit, brought me to break even in three months. And 18 months later, I'm the world leader in my category. A Bill Gates company comes knocking and they say, can we, can you tell us what you do? And I said, absolutely not. You want it? You don't have to pay for it. They say, how much do you want? I said, a couple million. They said, fine. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as founder of the Woman's Code, uh, which specializes, you know, in understanding how to create leaders, the return on investment as a leader. Obviously, you have a big personality, but within the context of that personality, you had to have a lot of faith. And we talk about, you know, beliefs and feelings that go beyond what we think, say, and do. And, you know, to write that letter at your low point, you know, it was a point in my life, as you know, you know, the hits keep on coming and you're sitting there and there's two types of people they're the ones that lay down and then there's the ones that take all of that energy and turn it around on everything else and turn out uh the way that you've turned out what is that differentiator i'm trying always to get to that desire that you must be what you can be what is the difference between the individual who is beaten up and just quits and then the person who is beat up and turns it around and turns all those punches back on everyone else and uh, makes it happen like you have. And you teach people to do this. There's really two things about it. And I, th I think they're very simple. Number one, you have to learn that a failure is not defeat and that you cannot take it personal, that it is uh, somebody with a stop sign standing in an intersection and just saying, please don't go here, wrong way, right? And when you look at this from this curious curious way and saying, oh, a stop sign, I get it, cul-de-sac, don't go there. Then it's much easier to say, I'll just change my direction. And number two, courage. I always say courage is the audacity to not give up because there is especially if you've been activated in life, right? If God, energy, the universe put you here to really make that impact, you think that that's going to come on a silver platter with a crown and a, 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 a chest full of, of, of silver dollars. Uh, no, you're going to be in a dark room, scared, cold, wet, hungry, and you're going to have to find that light switch. So you have to always think about that in the courage and the desperation, the opportunity shows up, but always as a challenge, never as an opportunity or very rarely. And so that's when you need the courage to say, I will not drown in a puddle. <laughs> if I drown, I drown in an ocean. Yeah, it's a go, go hard or go home, really, right? <laughs> it's really and truly. So I know th that what you guys do with the Women's Code is uh, you guys are looking to enhance ROI by helping to implement balanced leadership. And and obviously a, a company, a sports organization, a family, any any unit is only as good as its leader. Um, what are your thoughts on how people can improve as leaders? What's the most common mistake uh, from a business perspective, perspective that leaders make? And what are your overall just kind of tidbits that you can give to everybody? Yes. So um, I, I will say that um, during the pandemic, a lot of this really has changed. And I realized that 
in order for us to get the changes that we want to see in the world, we have to figure out what the narrative is that we can tell that's not confrontational. And um, I find that especially in a very confrontational world right now, that uh, this like you're either with us or against us or it's either this or that. We've gotten to a point where this is absolutely completely out of control. So how can we bring people to be better in back in balance? Number one, we need to get back to the to the essence of relationships. And I know, you know, you are all about relationships is what is this person bringing to the table that is different not the same because what am I going to do with information? I already know nothing. What is this person bringing to the table that I can learn from? What are they bringing? That's interesting. What is, what is this curious point of view where I go, what, what did you just say? Wow. That's so interesting. I never even thought about it from that perspective instead of saying that is so stupid because I don't even, I've never heard anything like that. What if we switch that? So balance comes from acknowledging that there are other viewpoints but your own, gasp, shock for many people. Number two, the allowing that these other viewpoints are actually going to help you grow. And number three, if you want to be a leader, you need to be able to lead other people and understand where their natural strength are and where to put them. So women traditionally, and because I was a single mom, right? So that's really why my heart beats for, for, for working women so hard, especially for single moms, is because you're always fighting to have a seat at the table. So I founded the Women's Code because I'm like, if you can't have a table, if you can't have a seat at the table, why don't you make it your own table and have them come to your table? Much better much better, much better way to look at it. Yes. So I think the balance comes from looking at the relationship, at the people, and at having real and honest conversations, and also you knowing about yourself and knowing what you bring to the table and being able to articulate that clearly, concisely in what we call the unapologetic value proposition. And Beate, you are an extraordinary example of that, but I love the way you pain setbacks and failures they're not even stop signs to you they're simply turn signals that you had a better place to be a better situation to be in and that itself is a terrific lesson in balanced leadership of how to utilize the lessons of life to get to a better place a better situation and now you're empowering so many women to do the same thing please come back and join us thank you for your flexibility of coming on early we certainly appreciate it and we will see you soon Check out my friend, Beate. She's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. It was awesome. Goodbye. You're awesome. Bye-bye. What a big personality. And uh, now we get one of my favorite people. And I get to hang out with uh, Roman Gabriel here in a, in a bit. He's been everywhere. Now he's going to be in Orange County for the Super Bowl. He is a podcast host himself, president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, which we're supporting at the Super Bowl. And of course, unlike David Marino and I, he's a former professional football player, one of my favorite people. And we're going to talk about the sold out event that uh, we're having um, and uh, some really big names and uh, a great cause. So let's talk about the Legends Super Bowl celebration that you're promoting and, and putting on in Orange County uh, this February 10th, which I'm blessed to be a part of with a lot of my old friends as well. Welcome to Office Hours, Roman Gabriel. Well, great to be with you guys, both of you, David. It's uh, always a pleasure, and uh, David, always been a fan. Uh, I'm very excited about, first of all, the Los Angeles Rams are in the Super Bowl. Uh, we got it done last Sunday. It was a tough one. The Niners were a hill we needed to climb, and now that we've climbed the tough hill, we got a scrappy Cincinnati Bengals team coming into SoFi. So I know Rams fans are fired up. Uh, our event coming up February 10th. Um, is a celebration of Rams uh, football past and present. Uh, it's called Legends and Leaders. Uh, it's a great cause. I have a foundation called Sold Out Youth Foundation, uh, which you can check out at soldouttv.com, which is a 100% alcohol abstinence program for sixth and ninth graders and a 
health, wellness, and fitness life skills online program that goes into junior highs, high schools uh, for sixth and ninth graders. And of course, with COVID, uh, this has been very important for kids to have an outlet to deal with some of the mental and emotional stress that they've been under. About 35% of kids are feeling because of COVID uh, and a 25% increase in suicide in high school students and drinking and alcohol, drugs up. Um, so we've been very busy. This event is kind of a kickoff in Orange County uh, to get our foot in the door to help kids, not only in Southern California, but across the country as we're our goal is to raise $100,000. We're almost there, uh, which will help us to take our website, make it into a, uh, a prescription program uh, online, an app that can be made available to anyone very affordably, especially parents, uh, athletic and youth programs, and students themselves. So uh, this is a very big, uh, big event for us. Uh, I'll be in Estancia High School this coming Monday, uh, speaking to students there. Uh, and then my show, the Roman Gabriel show, will be, a, uh, believe it or not, at Corona Del Mar, right downtown. That's a tough gig. Uh, Corona Del Mar properties uh, live from 1 to 3 each afternoon with the Roman Gabriel show, where you go to romangabrielshow.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be live on DBNA television.tv, uh, having some great guests, of course, NFL players past and present, many of the guests, David. Uh, that are coming to the party will be with us to talk about it. Uh, and I wanted to, for your fans out there, um, we've got a few tickets left to our events. It's limited at UC Irvine on Thursday, February uh, the 10th, coming up next Thursday at uh, ENP Forum, the Beale Innovation Center at the Cove at UCI, which is this incredible, uh, incredible facility. Um, so we've cut our remaining tickets in half. Uh, so you could get a green room experience with all of our guests. Uh, you're saying, hey, Roman, who are the guests? Uh, Fred Dreyer, Hunter. Of course, you know him as a great defensive lineman in the Rams if you're a Rams fan, but he's also a heck of an actor. He's got his own show as well called The Sports Lounge on Wednesdays at 4.30 on uh, CRN Digital. So he'll be there. Uh, my buddy Vince Ferragamo, last uh, quarterback to play a Super Bowl right here at the Rose Bowl will be joining us. Leroy Irvin, defensive back of the Rams, will be joining us. Mike Lansford, kicker. Chris Draft, linebacker. Uh, and then Jermichael Finley will be with us, uh, to a Super Bowl champion of the Packers, great tight end. Ray Crockett, two-time Super Bowl corner of the Denver Broncos. David Meltzer will be with us right from this show. Uh, and, of course, our friend and, and one of the great guys in the world, Lee Steinberg, uh, will be uh, with us as well. And then last but not least, we've got others coming, but our, my friend, Danielle Martin, who is a, believe it or not, a major league baseball mental success consultant. Uh, Danielle also works with kids on mental, emotional, and physical protection programs, uh, as well as uh, a former jujitsu world champion and professional surfer. So Danielle is quite a young lady. So we've got a real eclectic group of people coming in. Um, you get everything in this party. We got food for you. We got a bar for you. We've got uh, a silent auction that uh, my friend Mike Ivey, who helps out Lee Steinberg, yeah. is going to do our silent auction. So I know it's going to be wonderful. A lot of great items. Uh, and we also have a, a, some surprises for three or four really big items that we'll live auction off. But the key to the program is our panel on preparing the next generation of leaders and innovators. So my friend David Meltzer, Lee Steinberg, uh, Fred Dreyer, uh, Vince Ferragamo, Daniel Martin, uh, and uh, Ray Crockett uh, will be giving two to three minute speeches about how they've done that in their own life on their platform. Uh, and then they'll all sit down on stage and our friend Deb Carson from uh, Fox Sports fame uh, will be up there to take questions and answers from the audience. And then we'll pass cards and have a great time and uh, just enjoy this party in orange county uh the good news for everybody i don't know where you stand on you know on vaccinations but we're not going to ask you for a card we're not going to ask you to get a swab we're not going to ask you to do any of that we're going to trust you that if you're feeling good you're going to come uh and you need a mask because we're at uc irvine but no big deal right i mean so i i feel excited uh is again if you want to be a part of this You've got time. Go to the portal at soldouttv.com backslash events. 
The tickets are there for you. Remember, half off, go get them. Uh, and we also, uh, they're moving too. The tickets are moving today ever since we, we made the half price offer. They're going to go quickly. Um, we've only got about a, a 75 or so tickets or 100 tickets to sell total. Uh, there'll be about 200 that are there. Uh, so excited about that. And if you want to be a sponsor still, we still got room for you. Uh, we've got a great group of sponsors, including the Los Angeles Rams uh, that are on board with us. Ativo Consulting, Rotolo, Chevrolet, uh, you know, uh, First Communications, uh, the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Corona Del Mar Realty Properties, my buddy Wayne Smith, who's uh, done great work for us. And uh, if I'm missing somebody, just go to the flyer and take a look. Uh, we got new sponsors that came in today. So we want you to guys to come out. This doesn't happen very often, David, where yeah. you have a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. has been many, many years. I was a young buck at 19 years old when the Rams played the Steelers back then. Uh, and we also uh, have an opportunity to celebrate Rams football and for you to come out and watch the Rams on Sunday. And I got a secret for you. If you need some tickets to the game, we can. We've got a ticket guy that's our that's our uh, that's on with us. That's that's one of our sponsors, and he'll be glad to hook you up with tickets if you need them on Thursday night. So, what else can we do for him? Right? That's amazing. And more importantly, what are we doing for the kids? And you know why? I know Lee, myself, Vince, all of our friends are involved with helping you and supporting those kids because these issues are not apparent to everyone. And I have four children of my own, and always amazes me you know, from sixth to ninth grade, the things they're exposed to. And, you know, we, we may not realize that these are the formative years when we make critical decisions on what our values are. And Dave Marino is one of those guys who's with me here as a sports agent, as a lawyer. He's the head of the uh, sports and entertainment uh, section of the Bar Association. And, you know, really, since he was a young man, uh, you know, has live by those values and has helped other children by, you know, showing them uh, what an education and, and character and values can do. Dave, you got a quick question for Roman? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I regret that I'm missing out on this. It sounds like quite the party, Roman. Um, quick question. What you're doing with children, thank you so much for doing it, number one. It's, it's, it's so important to have influences like you um, pushing a positive message because uh, so often, you know, one quick bad decision can change and ruin a kid's life. So for me, I love giving back, as Dave said. I know Dave also loves to give back. But one of the greatest things, and I'll tap back into our boy Alex's quote, you can do well by doing good, is, you know, you're mentoring someone and you're getting more out of it than than, than, than the person you're mentoring. So um, what's been your biggest surprise? Uh, what's been the the moment for you in doing this where you, you, you realize, you know what, this was all worth it and I'll do this for another 100 years if I can? Well, I, I have to go back to my childhood because, you know, we moved out to Southern California when I was two years old when my dad got drafted by the Rams. And, you know, my, my biggest priority in life, the moment I saw my father play in the Coliseum was to be a quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that was my dream. That was my, what I set my mind to do. And my father showed me a success plan uh, day to day of how you become a great athlete and the commitment and dedication and passion and respect for the game that you have to have. So for me, I had a great example to look at. And of course, my mother did an incredible job on the other things of uh, preparing me emotionally and my schoolwork and all those things. So uh, the best way to put it is my life changed at the age of nine. Uh, Los Alamitos football was my first Pop Warner team. Uh, and our coach was a Baptist preacher. He loaded us all up in a van and he took us to see Billy Graham at Anaheim Stadium when I was nine years old. And when I heard Billy Graham give uh, his incredible message that he's done and did for millions and millions of people, uh, it resonated with me that I needed to do something different with my life than make football the first thing. Uh, so I began to, to look at transitioning to a faith, family, and football mentality, which many of our NFL players that I work with today, like the guy behind me, Tony Dungy, is all about. Uh, so from that point on, uh, going to college, being in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, and becoming a Christian, I was asked to go out and speak to Indian reservation schools and we had no pro team. So I got a lot of chances to speak and took the, maybe the greatest step I ever took in my life was to take a public speaking class 
my sophomore year in college. I was a guy who was comfortable in a huddle with a helmet on, great on the basketball, you know, and baseball field, but to speak to a group of people, no way. So I, I got all sorts of chances, got very comfortable and uh, got involved with a, a group called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, who is all about going into schools uh, and making a difference with their huddle program for uh, junior high and high school kids and, and mentoring student athletes to mentor others. Uh, so mentorship, accountability, discipline were easy for me to transition from you know, a biblical lifestyle of uh, traditional values that lined up with what it took to play football. So I kind of understood that. Uh, so uh, when I got uh, out of college, um, you know, played professional football, had a neck injury, so it took me out early. Uh, but I knew that I wanted to get back into youth work. And when I was 32, I had a, uh, a good friend of mine asked me to come speak to some schools on his behalf. And he took me aside and he said, Roman, these kids really listen to you. You have a really special gift. I really believe you should look at doing this full time. And so my wife and I uh, went to work for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for five years, then developed our own foundation, the Sold Out Youth Foundation in 2003. So for over 30 years, we've been working in schools with programs like this. All I did with this program was use the internet connectivity to create an online program that could work within the PE health classes athletic classes and counselors tools. Uh, and it went over huge. We, we did it in 25 counties in North Carolina. We've done it in Nashville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Tampa Bay, Florida. We start in Phoenix this spring, LA. Uh, so uh, we, when COVID hit, were a success story because we were history because I was going in doing assemblies and the way we got our grant money was to get into school. So it cut off. I was hundred percent cut off in March a 2019 and had to do some quick thinking. And we got our webmaster together, met with some of our, you know, long relationships in school districts. They showed me what they would need in the fall. We put together an online program, a fitness, health and wellness program, a 100% QR code alcohol abstinence pledge for the kids, a, a program for parents on Facebook. Uh, and then we put together a, what, what the kids love, a 365 student success program with over 400 videos from high profile people from sports entertainment and business who speak into life skills to these kids, speak about setting goals, speak about what it takes to be successful, the roadmap to success, those life skills that all of us learned. And all we did was put it in a new school delivery system. So this event is not a secret either because I met Scott Hamilton, the head of the, the Cove and E&P forum. Uh, and Scott saw the technology we were doing and how well it would fit with their top technology basis of what they do with high tech companies in Orange County. So they took us under their wing and it's been a wonderful ride. And this event will be the culmination. But uh, we're going to be partnering for Super Bowls to come. Uh, we use our brand, our Roma Gabriel show brand on streaming TV, radio, television, Internet, social networking to put the message out about the sold out youth foundation. Um, so here's the thing, parents. You want to help your kids right now. You want to give them some tools. The schools are overwhelmed. They don't have time, nor they have the, the resources. Send them to soldouttv.com. All of our links are on the homepage for your kids to experience this groundbreaking program. I know it'll change their lives because we made it based upon feedback from their fellow students. Uh, so we're very excited about our direction, where we're going in the future. Yes, I feel terrible about COVID, but we never would be in the position we're in professionally unless COVID had hit. And now we're better than we ever have been making the opportunity to meet the needs of hundreds of thousands of kids that we couldn't do before. So uh, I'm blessed to be a success story and so excited to bring our program into Southern California where I grew up and had coaches, mentors, pastors, parents that spoke into my life. When I heard your guest before, you know, we talked to kids about failure. Failure is just a a road to success. Uh, and for me in my life, I had to overcome a lot uh, having the name I have. Uh, I wasn't a number one pick like my father. I had to work for it at every level. There were coaches who wanted, didn't want to give me anything because of who I was, which I appreciate today uh, because I've taken those principles and applied them to my business life, my foundation life, and what we do to help kids. So um, that you guys do what you do is very exciting because we need more and more mentors. We need more people that'll speak 
the truth to people about how it, how to become successful. And I kind of tell kids, it's kind of like having a GPS, right? Um, when you put in your address of where you're going with the GPS, it tells you where to go, how long it's going to take. When you make a wrong turn, it tells you how to get back on the right road. Uh, and that's kind of what it is to set goals. Uh, and the schools, unfortunately, because of their testing curriculums, have gotten rid of goal setting programs, gotten rid of uh, extracurricular programs, drug and alcohol abstinence programs, fitness programs. So we're meeting a need online uh, where the schools can't meet it anymore. So uh, I'm very excited uh, for what we're doing. And, and please send your kids to soldouttv.com. They will be helped. They will be encouraged. We get notes from students through our pledge program all the time about how they have hope again, about how they're going to try again something that they failed, about overcoming some of the bad situations that they're in at home with drugs and alcohol and vaping. Um, so we're there uh, to be that uh, anchor for them, to give them some real tools to get through this COVID mess. Uh, so I want to tell you, parents, have that discussion with your kids about drugs and alcohol. Don't be afraid to do it. Have it. You'll, you will be excited about the response you get. We see 70% of our sixth graders take our drug and alcohol absence pledge. Uh, go to soldouttv.com backslash events to get involved in this Thursday event. By you giving $1, you can actually, if you can't make it, stream our event by giving $20 on the soldouttv.com backslash events, and we will stream it to you. Every dollar that you give is going to change a student's life. And that's, that's what we're all about. You can be a part of this ride with us. And we're so grateful for your support and the support of companies and grants. And uh, the, the people who have come alongside us at this event is amazing. David, the community of Orange County has gotten behind this. We're so grateful to the Irvine Chamber of Commerce, Newport Chamber of Commerce, ENP Forum, UC Irvine, uh, and these private companies uh, that have said to us, this is a very important thing that needs to be dealt with. We're about 10% higher in Orange County on underage drinking. Well, let's make sure everybody reaches out and supports not only at the website, but you can text sold out 20 to 484848. Talking to Roman, it reminds me uh, one of my, both of my business partners, both uh, Marshall Falk and Warren Moon talk about you can suffer from discipline in your life or suffer from regret. And this program teaches that consistent, persistent pursuit of a child's potential to get them to enjoy the discipline uh, so they have no regrets. Uh, and I really appreciate and am excited to give my time uh, as well uh, for you and through you to these children at UCI on Thursday, February 10th. Come join us. You will not miss out. If you can't join us, please support us at that website or text us. It is for an extremely important cause for our future. Roman David, Gabriel. it's a tax deductible donation. So, you know, and in Orange County, we're man, a, yeah, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So it's a win-win for you. And uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you for entertainment purposes, if you want to hear uh, athletes, celebrities, business people that get it, that are, that have faith, family, and their passion as, as, as their goal, um, please go to romangabrielshow.com. We've got over 52 episodes we just uh, spent one hour with Eric Dickerson, the Pro Football Hall of Famer of the LA Rams, about his new book, uh, Watch My Dust. You will hear things from Eric that you've never heard from him before about his faith walk, about his NFL life, about what he overcame. Um, that's what we're all about, is telling stories that can influence and inspire you to understand that you have a platform. You don't have to be a pro athlete or a celebrity. People are watching you every day and you've got a chance to influence those around you. Thank you so much, my friend. I will see you next Thursday and check it out. Please support us. I'll talk to you soon, Roman. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Incredible. I love people that do well by doing good and just giving back uh, when they do or don't have to. All right, my friend, we're rocking and rolling, David. What do you think? It's getting late there on the East Coast. I got a little advantage. Usually we're up early on Fridays together. Uh, we have our next guest, Jonathan Leahy, best-selling author, founder of the Fine Living Group, and of course, also a certified real estate coach, and uh, just has an incredible podcast as well. But you know, I want to talk about the mentorship and systems that you've created in a very crowded space uh, that a lot of people are profits, and uh, 
you know, I, I keep on telling people, don't listen to the profits, listen to the profit centers, uh, the guys that actually have made the money that aren't standing in front of houses they don't own or cars that they lease. Uh, you know, for you, Jonathan, you're the real deal. And we talk about helping other people by making them profit. And uh, you have an exclusive program called Your Home Sold Guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Um, and you're consistently finishing in the top 1% in the nation as realtors, selling over 250 homes a year. What do you think your secret sauce is? You know, there's what million uh, real estate agents in the in the country alone. You know, what's your secret sauce to always land in the top one percent? I well, first off, thank you for having me here. It's uh, it's an honor to be here and and just being before you guys and connecting with you guys. And and really, it's no secret. It's uh, it's like the law of the universe. You help people get what they want, you get what you want. And it's always my focus when I talk to my agents. When I train them, when I connect with them, when I shift their mindset, it's like, hey, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the sales. Find out what their pain points are and solve it. Figure out what they need, figure out what they want, and help them. Just focus on that. And every single time it works. I know it's I a very it. simplified answer, but no, really it's quantitative that's value. It. I mean, articulate the quantitative value to exceed what you're asking for and helping others to help yourself. I love it. Yes. John, congrats on all the success. Uh, obviously, this has been an amazing, amazing time for, for, for real estate, like a, a renaissance in this post-COVID world, uh, the way things have been moving. Um, and it has really changed and shifted your industry quite a bit. What, what do you say to those that say, well, homes are selling themselves. I don't really need a realtor. I, I'm sure you've gotten that. What's the response there? Well, it's, it's kind of true. You don't need a realtor, but if you want to have a good experience... Because even though you don't need a realtor, there's still a lot of potential pitfalls in a transaction, right? With or without a realtor, there are those pitfalls. And just working with a realtor who knows what those potential pitfalls are, it really minimizes the surprises. And you know what people don't like? People don't like surprises. People want to have the certainty that their home is going to sell and at the end of the day, they're going to be happy. And, and that's what our whole system, our, our processes is designed to do that is how do we minimize the chance of those problems so that our clients come back to us at the end of the day. They refer us, they, they come back, they come back a second time, a third time, they refer us and they give us five-star reviews. And to do that, we have to make sure that they don't encounter those potential pitfalls. And as a real estate uh, broker, agent, real estate expert, mentor, coach, how do you distinguish yourself? You know, you know, I coach a lot of different real estate people and, you know, I talk about the number game, but I also talk about not doing what everybody else does. And I think one of the things that makes you successful is you do think outside the box. You're not just selling to your friends that live in your neighborhood, uh, like your standard 30 something year old agent that thinks, why aren't I getting listings? Because you're hitting up all the same people that are like, why I can't pick you because I have too many friends like you. I'm going to pick someone I don't know. There has to be some of the distinctive areas in real estate where you know where to look or how to ask. And I was hoping you could share some of the secrets on where do we look for business in real estate and how do we ask? So the way we do it, the way you look at it is, is the same way as you know finding what people's you know uh, fears are, what people's biggest problems are and solving it. So all of the things that we talk about is how do we solve those problems? So, for example, you know, sellers' biggest fears are, you know, what if my house doesn't sell? What if I get stuck owning this home and having bought that next home, then I'm stuck owning two mortgages? What if the buyer that I went under contract with, what, what if they back out? Then I'm stuck owning this home. So we, we talk about how do we, how do we re reverse that risk? And that risk reversal is really the language that we talk to all of our potential clients with buyers, with sellers. Risk reversal, risk reversal, risk reversal, and and that's how we that's how we uh, we attract our, our potential clients and also our agents. With agents, you know, they're they're thinking like, well, where's my next deal gonna come from? Hey, agents, I can show you, I can get you appointments. Hey, agents, I know where the leads are. I can get you connected to the leads. Hey, agents, I can show you how to double, triple, quadruple, ten x your income. So you talk in the way where, hey, I'm gonna solve your problem. Here's the solution to what you're actually thinking is, uh, is your fear, and you're gonna attract those kind of people to you. So if you want you know, a first-time home buyer, you talk to first-time home buyers. Hey, first-time home buyers, 
don't don't be afraid about uh, you know whatever your biggest fears are. Don't be afraid about uh, whether this is the right home or not, Mr. and Mrs. Homebuyer. If you're not happy with your purchase, hey, you can. We have our love it or leave it guarantee. For example, right? We have our love it or leave it guarantee. If you don't love your home, let us know. We'll sell it back on the market. We will waive our fees. Love it or leave it. So we talk about their biggest fears in whatever situation they are in. And that's how we attract our potential clients, also our agents. I love that. Yeah, John, you're clearly tapping into the psychology of both the seller and the buyer. And that, that that's clearly, see, that's more of an answer to, to my first question as well. And, you know, the other thing that I'm going to answer, answer for you to that first question is, look, there's a lot of great real estate professionals in, in the country. And you're obviously one of the best in terms of metrics. But to me, what's the most interesting and what, like, aligns me with wanting to do business with you. I don't live in DC, but if I went yep. to buy a house in DC, I would buy it with you because you're a supporter of something. You're a supporter of the Children's Miracle Network. And every time your brokerage sells, sells a home, you guys donate part of that income to, to this organization. Talk to us about why you do that and how that has helped you guys to do well by doing good. Because to me, that seems like, all right, well, if I can buy, buy my house, sell my house with Dave Meltzer, Dave Moreno, or Joe Schmo, or John Leahy, at least if I, I sell with John, I'm going to be do something good with it. Well, that's that's the thing, right? It's there's this abundance mindset, and and if you can just give back, if you can just do good in the world, more good things will happen. And I, I really believe that. And it's not just about selling homes; it's about giving back. You know, I, I tell my agents all the time, "Hey, here's our motto: serving big, changing lives, and making a difference." And really, real estate. What's cool about real estate is you get to sell houses but it's not about the houses it's about the lives that you get to encounter it's about changing people's lives connecting with people and being part of the, a chapter of their life of their story but not only that the overflow of what we get to do we get to donate back and really it's the law of the universe i, I believe in god i believe god blesses me for that reason as well is you know what i i get to be a vessel i get to be a part of that story and hopefully through me i get to be able to bless other people i get to be able to bless other kids who are in need and we also work with uh, with a nonprofit organization here locally, um, and they're called Nourish Now. And Nourish Now is a nonprofit here in Montgomery County in Maryland. And what they do is they also they recover food that is uh, that's that hasn't been served yet, and they repackage it and they serve it to people who can't afford meals locally here in Maryland. And so what we do for every home that we sell, for every referrals that we get, we donate a portion of our income so that we can feed the hungry as well as help the children. That's amazing. The finelivinggroup.com. Once again, I think the theme of doing well to do good. But what I really like about what you do, Jonathan, is you are a profit center. You've already answered the biggest insecurities uh, that a buyer or a seller uh, has. And by giving guarantees, which I am fully aligned with, you know, guaranteeing profit. I only work month to month myself. I guarantee everything I do to be a profit. Therefore, I mitigate all risk. You and your business mitigate all risk as well. What a great place to go. What a great example you're giving to do well by doing good. Thank you for everything that you do. Please come back and join us soon. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Great. Thank Jonathan you. Leahy, doing it. Best-selling author, founder of the Fine Living Group. All right, David, we made it through. It's getting late for you as a, as a dad, a new dad. And uh, it looks like you're back at home, which is great. Uh, yeah. What's your takeaway for the day? I mean, you said it a billion times. It's, it's do well by doing good. And, and both of us subscribe to that. But if I can add one other one, it's the, the great Jordan quote and Michael Scott quote, quote, you miss a thousand shots to take shot, a thousand attempts that you don't take. And Biate, obviously, writing the White House at a time of struggling. John making the huge claim that, you know, I'll sell your house or I'll buy it. I mean, those are things where they're thinking outside the box and they're doing things that others don't so they can get the results that others won't. I love that. Uh, yeah, my, you know, my, my takeaway is uh, in creativity. Um, you know, you have Jacek who, you know, sees a documentary and then starts creating in a response to the documentary. Roman, you know, sees his father as, you know, first draft pick Rams and, yet he has a neck injury and gets creative on how he can use his skills and knowledge and desire. Betty has enormous amounts of challenges over to overcome void shortages, obstacles, pain, mistakes, and failures, but yet it's creative. And once again, from the president down changes her life. And then 
obviously Jonathan in a very crowded space in a time when you said it right houses are selling for 40% over asking price 12 people bidding on it I know you just went through the process of it yourself that once again creativity uh provides opportunity and he's still one of the top one percent in the nation in real estate so we are co-creators we are resources of the great omniscient all-powerful and believe it or not faith is the cornerstone of creativity the genius of the expression of that source to be a resource and uh, you certainly follow along the lines of that creative uh, consciousness that you've given as a great leader and a great example and i can't be more proud of my boy david marino who blessed me today by taking over for mikey uh, diamond and uh, thank you please dave join me and send my love to your family thanks for joining me on office hours thanks brother love you man i love you too i'm proud of you the great david marino i'm blessed to have him in my life you just gotta follow that guy he's doing all kinds of great things as everyone else Matt, I want to thank you, even with your Dodger hat on. Most importantly, everyone, we're rocking and rolling every day. Just uh, if you want the 14-day gratitude challenge, change your life, live your life and as a resource, part and parcel to the source, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing. How do we do that? I'll tell you how. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Email me, david at dmeltzer.com. I'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.